You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So if you come over to the site now, you can check out all our positional ranking stuff and uh, outlooks for all the teams, depth chart breakdowns, all that good stuff to uh, help you bridge the gap from uh, OTAs and minicamp to training camp, uh, getting ready for the 2019 season. That's what we're doing here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. We began our uh, team previews. We're going to go through a division a week for the next eight weeks. We started with the Dallas Cowboys here in the NFC East, and we'll continue that uh, as we go to the next team in alphabetical order. That would be the New York Giants. So that's the team that we're going to talk about today. That would mean the Eagles are up next and the Redskins as the final show of the week. So a lot of uh, good stuff here coming for you. So if you're uh, wondering what's going on with these teams and you can't wait to see them in action in there in training camp preseason and kind of get your fancy football board complete here with the rankings so we're going to help you do that here just looking at all the situations what's changed uh, what the outlook is uh, how we can find sources of production and uh, if the guys that produced last year are going to do what they did last year or, or have a bump up or a bump down that we should be aware of so very simple go through all the positions and we'll start here with the giants at quarterback eli manning goes in still as the starter there, they pretty much said Pat Shermer, the coach, and Dave Gettleman, the GM, said that Manning's still the starter, even though they used the number six overall pick on Daniel Jones out of Duke, another protege of David Cutcliffe, who was once working with Eli Manning at Old Miss, worked with Peyton Manning at Tennessee, so there's a lot of history and familiarity with that style of quarterback. You look at them, they're built very much the same. I think Jones is a little bit more athletic, but not really known as a runner. He's still pretty much a pocket passer, old school. So the Giants like to do things the way they've done it traditionally. And part of it is not rushing their rookie quarterback into action. We know that didn't quite work with Eli Manning there way back in 2004 when Kurt Warner was their bridge quarterback, but it didn't take long. Warner had some injury issues, struggled a little bit in that particular Giants offense at the time before moving on to the Cardinals and getting into the Hall of Fame, Eli Manning just kind of took over and he kind of uh, Wally pipped him, so to speak. And he's been the Iron Man for the most part. He did have that one elective benching by Ben McAdoo. But otherwise, when he's been healthy and uh, there hasn't been any coaching decision controversy on whether or not to start him, he's been in the lineup consistently since his rookie year in 04. So... That's one thing about Eli Manning. We know he's been up and down. He hasn't been too fantasy relevant except for some streaming stretches there. But we figure that this quarterback spot is not going to be someone we're looking to in fantasy regardless. He had 21 touchdowns and 11 interceptions in starting all the games last year. So, again, we can't see that going up here with a real battle with Daniel Jones if the Giants start to struggle 
if they uh, get close to that 5-11 and 11 or worse this year, that you're going to see Daniel Jones get starts. You have Pat Shermer saying, hey, you have to be ready to prep Jones. I think he's talking about more so that Manning could get hurt. We know Manning doesn't get hurt and doesn't miss games because of injuries. So that's not a scenario. So you got to wait until Manning struggles to the point of, okay, there's no more upside here. We can use him as a mentor on the bench and a leader from that side of things with the clipboard and still have some use there and not make getting it done here as a quarterback. So that's all things to consider. But really surprisingly, Eli Manning wasn't as bad in terms of efficiency, 92.4 last year. So he kind of protected the ball, but he wasn't asked to do a whole lot and the numbers weren't there. And that's why fantasy football is not an appeal here with the Giants quarterback, even if uh, Jones gets in there and gets an opportunity. And we know there's a big reason tied to that with losing Odell Beckham Jr. as your go-to wide receiver. So that certainly changes things up here for the Giants. So I would just take the Giants quarterback off your radar if you're looking maybe in a particular matchup down the line that you can stream Manning or Jones, whoever's starting at that particular time, maybe the second half of the season, and then you could think about that. But overall, just the numbers are not there. When you look at 21 touchdowns and absolutely nothing there on the ground, he did have one rushing touchdown, Eli did last year. But at this point, when you're slightly over 20 TDs, you're way down there because 30 TDs isn't seeming to be an easy mark for many. The one thing he had on his side is 4,300 passing yards. But again, I expect this to be a run-centric team, and I'd be surprised if he pushes over 4,300 yards, mainly because he's not going to start. And combined, I don't see that yardage from him and Jones anyway either. We move to running back, and this one we're not worried about. Saquon Barkley at all with the workload here. You look at it here, 352 touches. Last year, uh, 261 carries, so actually not as many as you thought, like pushing 300 quite there, but 1,307 yards, 11 TDs on the ground, 5-point yards per carry, while as a receiver, he got 91 of 121 targets. That's an insane amount of targets for running back. 721 yards there, so goes well over 2,000 yards from scrimmage, adds four more touchdowns, so... 15 total TDs there. So this is why Barkley is being touted as the number one pick in fantasy football. But as we've talked about with the Cowboys, uh, when you look at Ezekiel Elliott's numbers, the only thing that kind of paled here, you had a few less receptions with 77 versus 91, a few less yards from scrimmage, and a few less touchdowns. But touchdowns we know can be variable from one season to the next. That happened with Elliott himself after a book, big rookie year where he rested nine TDs. I still like Barkley because they use him and finish a lot of drives with him. And he's going to be a legitimate key pass catcher for this team with those vacated targets and receptions for Odell Beckham Jr. at 77 for 124 and 10, 52 and 6. We know Golden Tate is going to help replace some of that there with Odell Beckham Jr. gone. But keep in mind that was in 12 games with Odell Beckham Jr. So that is uh, something to look for. So I, I just don't see Golden Tate just automatically absorbing those numbers and doing a little bit more over the course of 16 games. I think Barkley is still going to make up for a lot of the receiving production and be the focal point of the offense all around, running or receiving. And things are going to flow through him a lot in his second season about workload. I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I think the Giants are comfortable giving him 
that 350 touches again and uh, could even be higher than that this year. So he's a special player. He's young. He's got fresh legs still at this point in his career. If he has a few more seasons like this, he won't. But you look overall, I mean, what he did as a uh, rookie was outstanding. He's a special back with a lot of qualities. And that's the number one thing you're looking for in fantasy football is pure talent. And there's no doubt that Saquon Barkley may be the most talented running back in the league. So you look at Barkley and Elliott, that's going to be a nice debate. I think Barkley has the more flash there overall. He's going to have more percentage of his team's offense because of the way things split up for the Giants and uh, their quarterback situation a lot cloudier than the Cowboys. And you have Amari Cooper there as a number one there that you can have Dak Prescott really rely upon where Barkley is going to be the check down and guy that uh, has to dominate touches here for the Giants to be somewhat competitive. So that's how you look at it. And uh, I think Barkley, the edge slight edge still goes to him as the number one uh, running back there in fantasy football behind him. It's uh, pretty ugly here. You have Wayne Gallman, Rod Smith, actually Ezekiel Elliott's former backup is in the mix here. Paul Perkins is still hanging around, surprisingly. So, got a mix here. Ugly committee there. Not sure that there's any back combination that's going to come close to replacing what Barkley gives them. So, there's that. So, there's no reason to get Barkley off the field to get Gallman or Rod Smith in the game all that much. And uh, we saw that with Dallas, that they didn't really favor Rod Smith unless they were desperate and really needed him with Elliott. Either banged up or... Uh, missing time with the playoffs uh, clinched or that suspension. So there's the only reason Smith got any work there. So Gallman, Smith, Perkins, these guys are just guys filling up depth roles while Barkley is still going to dominate touches. Now, there's a lot more to talk about with the New York Giants and their offense and more transition here for 2019. But first, guys, uh, we got to take a break to talk about sex. That's right. Good sex. Make that great sex. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Well, listen up. There's a way to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed that's easy to use. That's bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. With blue chew, you get the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And... Knowing that, you know that they work. And the best thing is that there's no timetable for Blue Chew. Uh, day or night, even on a full stomach, uh, you can take them. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So when that opportunity comes, you want to take advantage of it, there you go. You take a Blue Chew and you're good to go. And this is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance his performance in the bedroom. That includes you and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So that's good news for you. And they're also prescribed online, so you don't have to wait in the pharmacy to get Blue Chew. They come straight to your door in that discreet package, so none of that awkwardness that's also tied with a in-person's doctor's visit. So discreet, easy, and uh, right to your doorstep with Blue Chew and uh, Blue Chew has a way for you to save even more. And that's right, you can get a free shipment of Blue Chew. Just visit bluechew.com 
You get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code Locked On. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code Locked On to try BlueChew for free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll be right back here with a look at the Giants' new-look wide receiver situation without Odell Beckham Jr. All right, let's get into the Giants' wide receivers here. We talked about quarterback. That's easy. Nothing to see there with Eli Manning versus Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, everything to see there as the potential number one pick in fantasy football. At wide receiver, the big story, unless you're living under a rock, that Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Browns. And again, big production, lost there, 77 catches, 124 targets. So there's a lot of targets vacated there, mainly. So Golden Tate comes in, the former uh, Lion and Eagle there from last season. Uh, we know that he's primarily a slot guy. He's been a high-volume guy. He feels really good about his role. At the same time as Odell Beckham Jr. was traded, Sterling Shepard got re-upped with a deal. So Sterling Shepard is your new number one. He had 66 catches on 107 targets for 872 yards and four TDs. So Sterling Shepard should bump up into more of that number one number, while Golden Tate more is going to mirror what Shepard did. So there's a lot of things to pick up there with Beckham. Again, a lot of it will go to Barkley. A lot of it will go to Tate. And uh, Shepard will see a bump up as well. So that's how you'll see the targets and receptions, yardage, and, and touchdowns distributed. Shepard is a pretty good scorer here. And Eli Manning has a good chemistry with him. So that's the thing is with Eli Manning, I think it's going to lean towards Shepard. They have familiarity. Well, if you get Golden Tate in there, and uh, being more effective, you could see him being more of a security blanket for Daniel Jones as a shorter reception guy that can get open while Shepard might struggle to stretch the field at times with the rookie in there. So with Manning in there, I think you lean towards Shepard being a solid number one, which means he's more of a wide receiver 2-3 borderline for fantasy. Uh, Golden Tate, I think, is more of a wide receiver 3 or 4 here given uh, Barkley's domination in the passing game and uh, Shepard being... There, when you look at Shepard's numbers from last year, and if you look at that being the potential for Tate, 66, 872, and 4, you look at that as a wide receiver 4 for sure. Well, if you look at Beckham, you looked at him as a wide receiver 2 or 3 there with his numbers. So that all makes sense to put Shepard in the Beckham range and Tate in the Shepard range at wide receiver. Now, behind them, they're still sorting out some things here. Who's their number 3? to help uh, move these guys in the slot. Shepard has been effective there. Golden Tate has been outstanding there for much of his career. But well, these guys can play outside, but they need one outside guy to uh, change the versatility, get these guys open. Corey Coleman has looked pretty good here. And they also have a Darius Slayton, a rookie that they like, a pure speed guy. And that's the thing is Shepard and Tate are more grindy possession type receivers. So they're going to look for deep threat there. And Slayton, the speed, it's very appealing. Corey Coleman does a lot of little things right, but we know he's a bust from the Browns. Still trying to get things together. Cody Latimer is like big and slow, and I don't think they need that out of that third position. Benny Fowler is a pretty good uh, red zone target when they spread the field, so he'll probably be around here in this mix. But overall, I just don't see the Giants' third receiver being a factor here. I mean, when you look at it last year, it was almost irrelevant there at third position. They were just a committee approach there, spread around targets, 
Slayton will make an occasional big player, so Coleman could end up as the guy that gets the most snaps as the wide receiver three, but overall that doesn't mean too much. And what that does mean is that Evan Ingram, the tight end, is locked in as a nice, solid, elite tight end one. So as we transition from wide receiver to tight end, I think you only look at two wide receiver options there in Shepard and Tate. Well, Ingram is going to be a big factor also in replacing what Beckham did. So when you look at it, basically Shepard, Barkley, and Ingram, the incumbents, are going to have a big role in that. Well, don't just assume Golden Tate's going to pick up the Beckham slack again. I think he's going to be in that lower end range, and I could easily see him there finishing well behind Shepard in the pecking order of receptions and Barkley and Shepard doing a lot more, with Ingram actually challenging Tate for the similar production here. So last year, in only 11 games, 45 catches and 64 targets and 577 yards and 3 TDs. So when you look at that projecting over 16, that's a very solid season for Evan Ingram. And we know Eli Manning has a good affinity to this tight end as well, the old Miss Connection uh, years apart, still there. Engram still coming to his own as a blocker. Still very effective as a receiver. That's what he came in the league for. Touchdowns should go up for him again. Beckham, when he was on, that was the biggest thing they missed was the touchdown scoring. So there's a little bit of spread uh, there. Again, Shepard very good in the red zone. Tate, not so much. So Ingram figures to pick up a, some scores there as well to make up for Beckham. So keep that in mind. And overall... I really like Evan Ingram, the player. I think he's special. There's still things he can do as a blocker to stay on the field. Whether Pat Shermer trusts him a little bit more, but still coming to his own. It takes a few years to be a complete tight end in the NFL. You can flash one way or the other as a blocker or receiver, but Ingram's starting to put it all together here as a guy that they're going to trust often, and I can see that here with the Giants wanting Ingram on the field there as that consistent third target with Shepard and Tate versus uh, forcing in... Uh, wide receiver help, especially when you have Barkley being such an adept receiver. So the Giants are going to keep it pretty simple. You're going to have a four kind of horseman approach around the quarterback with uh, Barkley, Shepard, Tate, and Ingram. And uh, Ingram, again, in a position that's going through some transition, there's a lot of question marks after the, the big three, so to speak, uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz. There are a lot of question marks that you don't know how, even with O.J. Howard, as talented as he is, how is he going to work in with that Bruce Arians offense with the Buccaneers. But Engram, you know what's there. You know the if it's uh, Eli Manning, you know the established chemistry there. You know if it's Daniel Jones. Jones is a rookie. He's going to treat him like a security blanket there, Engram. So overall, pretty straightforward there. When you get away from the quarterback, some decent options there for you in New York. We'll be... Right back in a minute with our final thoughts and maybe look at the kicker and defense situation we're needed here in New York. But first, I have to tell you that uh, when you're driving to work or from work or just around town during the day, all you have to do is tell your smart speaker device in your car to play Locked On Fantasy Football. And we'll be right there with you, keeping you company for the drive. So check that out. Uh, at home or on the go, Locked On Fantasy Football and all the shows on the Locked On Network are here for you. And uh, check us out and we'll give you the insight you need and make that uh, 20 to 25 minute drive a whole lot more informative and analytical with your favorite team or favorite sport. 
Yeah, we'll be right back with a final look at the Giants here going into 2019 training camp. All right, let's uh, look at the Giants. Now their defense uh, going through an overhaul again. They lose one of their key playmakers and Landon Collins going to the rival Washington Redskins. So overall, this defense, I mean, we know it was kind of a mess last year. They don't really have any reliable pass rushers up front. So nothing to see here. Moving on, they're just not going to make enough plays here for James Betcher and uh I think it could be a big liability, and this is why you could see some major volume in the passing game there spread it around. And, uh, again, we're not trusting Eli Manning or Daniel Jones, but this is a team that's going to give up some points and put some things through the air. But Barkley, through all that, we know still produced and got the touches uh, running and receiving last year. So not much there with the kicking situation. Aldrich Rosas, we're going to talk about him a little bit. He's a money man. He's really solid at coming through. Unfortunately, the uh, potential for scoring is not as much on this team, but he was very accurate last year. If you look at it, 32 for 33 on field goals. That's pretty solid here overall. 31 and 32 on extra point attempts. So he's a guy, if the Giants can rev up a little bit more scoring, and if you figure with this quarterback situation, especially Daniel Jones, they might bog down a little bit in the red zone. But Rojas is just a very solid kicker. When you look at it, he also made four out of five from 50-yard range and all six from 40-yard range. So very consistent kicker there in fantasy. And I think he needs a little bit more consideration here because of that consistency. You'll take that in a league where you have a lot of kickers whiffing and you're unreliable. Alder Grossass can't be totally forgotten because he's very accurate. He's very talented. He just went to the Pro Bowl. So, totally something you don't think about, but as long as your league has a kicker, Rosas has to be on your radar. So, no real individual defensive players with Collins gone that we're really intrigued about here in New York. Uh, Alec Ogletree put up some decent numbers last year at linebacker, so you could look at him there. Janor Stankins makes quite a few tackles for a corner, so there's some appeal there in IDP as well, but... Nothing overall with the Giants, but certainly something individual there with Aldrich Rosas at kicker. Now, in summation here, I think Saquon Barkley, good argument, and I think he can close the argument to be the number one running back and number one player overall in fantasy football, starting there. Eli Manning and Daniel Jones, avoid, avoid, avoid. At wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, still undervalued here, bumping, trending towards more of a wide receiver two than a wide receiver three. Golden Tate, I think, is trending more to a wide receiver four than a wide receiver three. Evan Ingram locked in as a top five or six tight end one for you. And that's pretty much it for your Giants. And uh, not too many things going on in terms of competition beyond quarterback. Uh, and it's not real a true handcuff situation again behind Barkley either. So pretty straightforward with the Giants. We're hoping just for some overall better production from this team, so more fantasy numbers get put up, but uh, again, Barkley's a stud, and Shepard is your hot sleeper here in 2019. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time with a look at the Philadelphia Eagles fantasy football outlook going into training camp.